the most important thing that people remember when uh, we go somewhere is how we feel around the people we visit. Welcome to Truth Behind Travel Podcast. I'm Dolores Semeraro, and this is my weekly show, where tourism, travel, and hospitality industry professionals meet to discuss and share marketing strategies as they reshape the future of travel. If you want to learn the truth directly from the leaders and the doers of this industry, you are in the right place. Before you dive into today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. And while you're on it, go on and follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at Truth Behind Travel Podcast. Hello, hello, Dolores here bringing you a brand new episode of Truth Behind Travel Podcast Season 4, focusing on impact. Today, we are knocking at the doors of a destination that has been in the spotlight a lot lately, and for all the good reasons. National Geographic has listed this destination one of the best in the world in his top 25 list for 2023 for the category nature and in 2022 forbes magazine named this destination as one of the dream places you must visit at least once in your lifetime the tourism board of this destination keeps scoring big wins year round and there's nothing that stops them so today we are talking about slovenia on today's episode, the podcast guest comes straight from the heartbeat of the tourism industry of Slovenia, the Director General of the Ministry of Economy, Tourism and Sport, Dubravka Kalin. During our conversation, Dubravka shares the work done behind the scene by all tourism stakeholders of Slovenia, no one excluded, to achieve the results that you're seeing today and also the challenges that they faced along the way. So how does Slovenia Green Scheme work and how are they embracing technology along the way? What practices work best and which one instead they wanted to avoid? Stay on this episode to hear it directly from the person who's got the fingers on the pulse of Slovenian tourism. Welcome, Dubravka. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. How are you? Fine, thank you. Greetings from Slovenia. So before we get to the Slovenia hotspot, you know, I'd, I really would like to know and I would like you to share with the podcast listeners your career journey, you know, your path into tourism. What made you join the tourism industry? Practically, my journey in tourism began um, more than 30 years ago uh, as a student of history. Then uh, I completed my first training as a tourist guide. And uh, later, I also made the state exam and started to travel all around the world. Uh, so, and I was very passionate about it. I was uh, really eager to know all these different cultures and people and uh, so on. Later on, I started to work in a travel agency. And uh, then uh, when my girl started to go to the primary school, I decided to move back to my hometown to be with them, around them. So I started to work at the destination organization. I started to wonder then how can I present Slovenia? How can I present my whole hometown to the people that uh, are coming to us? Uh, it was the whole new idea for me at that moment. 
But uh, this path led me then to the Ministry of Tourism in Directorates uh, for Tourism. So um, I, the whole Slovenia now is um, uh, the destination I need to care about. And very well known around Europe as well. And not only, in fact, in many practices in terms of um, not just sustainability, but really optimization of natural resource, how to best portray a destination's assets, you know, not just going, not, um, avoiding to generate mass tourism or overcrowding certain places rather than others, right? And this is what happens with digital media nowadays. People see things on social media or on the internet, uh, on various websites and blogs, and they just want to go there, just want to go in that specific place and, you know, of, therefore generating a bit of an, yeah, overcrowding a specific location. What I noticed about Slovenia that especially for the communication strategies that have that we have observed from the outside, of course, that the the values of the Slovenians and the destination per se were very much aligned. So whatever was promised in the marketing message of the destination was delivered by the locals because everyone was on the same page. Where did you find most of the challenges in terms of, you know, living up to that promise when tourists will come and say, hey, this is what I was expecting. And then were there were there moments where you had challenges in, in delivering upon that promise? You can find Slovenia on the tourism map for the last 30 years, but the path wasn't always so easy. And uh, Slovenia, for a long time, was not recognized as an um, interesting country in the sense of tourism. Um, when the country became independent, Slovenia, uh, Slovenian tourism faced a challenge to place Slovenia alongside well-known and established uh, tourism destinations. And uh, despite its uh, past tourist development, Slovenia had lost uh, its appeal due to the 10 days uh, war and the Declaration of Independence. But people are the core of tourism. We realized that um, people are the, the most important asset, of course, also the nature, because we are one of the greenest uh, and one of the most forested countries in Europe. We have more than 60% of the forests. Uh, somehow sustainability is, is in our DNA. Because we we are used to live in the nature and according to nature's laws, uh, but of course uh, we had to implement those ideas also in tourism. And it was not always easy because when we began uh, to deal with it, we first of all needed to attract uh, uh, people to to come to Slovenia, and. Uh, we did not want to um, to happen to us the scenario of Spain, like after the fall of the Franco's regime, uh, when uh, they started to invite people from all over Europe and uh, the tourists were all of a sudden flooding the, the Spain. Now the, the, the tourist um, uh, politicians are coming to Slovenia and following our practices because they would they would like to see how. Uh, and to find the, the way, the better way to do the business in tourism. Uh, 
but of course, it was a long walk, uh, not only talk <laughs> about sustainability. Um, and um, of course, on one hand, uh, we did a lot of job on the promotional side um, because we wanted to position us on the global markets as a green, active and healthy destination. Um, and that we also know that we have the opportunity to develop boutique style, innovative and sustainable products with high uh, added value. Um, and um, that's why the main objective also included the focus on IT supported uh, uh, and innovative marketing of Slovenia tourism. Uh, but with the green scheme, I think that we finally found the answer how to deal uh, deal with it. Uh, when I talk about the promotional aspects, I would really like to um, uh, point out the uh, I, I Feel Slovenia uh, slogan. Uh, we had a concourse uh, more than 15 years ago, and every citizen of Slovenia could share his idea of national slogan. Special commission choose I feel Slovenia that at first was meant to be just a slogan, but uh, it soon became a brand and uh, it was done a bit uh, unusual way, but it was daring, open and inclusive concept. And uh, I think not only Slovenians, but also uh, people from other parts from um, uh, Europe and also other parts of the world accepted this uh, national brand. Uh, and it, it is a little special because uh, anyway, Slovenia is the only land with love in its name. Uh, but of course, um, as you mentioned, uh, you have to deliver uh, what you promise. Uh, we promise the green and active and healthy destination. Um, we infrastructure uh, has to follow and uh, in just in uh, this uh, moment uh, we are in a big investment cycle uh, for with more than uh, 150 million euros uh, from uh, recovery and resilience plan in the uh, accommodation infrastructure, uh, all it has to be built in uh, energy efficient manner. That is very important. On the other hand, we really need to do a lot of work uh, with our stakeholders. And the green scheme is a part of this uh, big challenge for uh, us. Uh, the green scheme of Slovenian tourism is actually a tool developed at the national level and the certification program that carries out the following uh, task under the Slovenian Green Umbrella brand. Because Slovenia is a pioneer in the field of strategic sustainable tourism development, 280 Slovenian destination and uh, tourism service providers have successfully obtained the Slovenia Green Label, which reflects uh, their sustainable approach and responsible behavior towards the environment. What do you think were the best practices that were widely embraced and, and everybody was very keen and, and engaged into developing them and executing them? Well, I think that, uh, okay, first of all, you need to take a decision about it. Uh, you have to be precise about it. 
you have to have a story behind it. Uh, you have to have a promise behind it. Um, and firstly, that has to be done uh, on the national level. But later on, uh, you really need a very um, precise communication with all the stakeholders. Um, so um, the, the clear communication was very important and Slovenian Tourist Board uh, did a great job uh, about it. Uh, they are still now in very active communication with destinations and also with uh, key stakeholders. Uh, on one hand, but on the other hand, uh, we had to provide the tool how to follow all, uh, all these promises. Uh, so um, I think that the certification program was uh, um, the most important uh, thing that we implemented. Uh, and uh, because of the Slovenian mentality, it was very important to implement the international national certification standards, not our own, not uh, only Slovenians, because otherwise uh, I think we would not follow them as we should. Uh, but uh, now at this moment, we are on the, in the position that uh, we, uh, that our standards are even getting uh, um, more difficult to follow than Europeans one. Uh, we have very strict uh, legislation, but um, now when we have tenders for uh, energy efficient accommodation uh, projects, uh, they even uh, have to go 20% uh, above the national uh, legislation. So it's very difficult to, for them to follow. But uh, we think this is the only way how to um, realize uh, the goals that we have in front of us. It's interesting that in, in many cases, the, the targets and the goals that are set by the leadership team or the governance of a destination or perhaps the tourism board uh, are mostly communicated from a marketing point of view rather than an operational point of view so perhaps the, the tourism operators of a destination would look at you know something some some advertising some campaign uh in the media saying ah are we doing that really we didn't know and because somewhere somehow the communication flow is is broken and and we fail to to train the tourism operator of the destination way before we start promoting the destination per se so if you look at the tourism operators of Slovenia today knowing that they are doing so well already because it's in their gene it's in their dna the hospitality the sense of nature the spirit of of respect, you know, the the in 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 communion with with what we have. It's what do you think these operators need the most today, to, you know, to go to the next level? Really, I our goal now is really uh, to be as much as possible uh, energy efficient. Uh, on one hand, on the other hand, we are implementing some practices. For example, um, in Slovenia, there are events that, that, that are still very, very a big part of um, uh, tourism um, 
operations, we are still learning all together how to organize all those big events uh, in the sustainable manner. And uh, also um, we are implementing now managers for sustainability uh, for big events uh, so they can prepare uh, all the protocols uh, that needs, uh, need, needed to be followed when you organize an event. Uh, so there are issues uh, now we need to we need really need to promote those practices. We do that through the workshops and also in, with the direct communications uh, with the destinations and uh, stakeholders. And this is something that a proactive approach, you know, this is how a pro- proactive approach to tourism development looks like, especially for niche tourism objectives like for example, yes, Slovenia has a very precious coastline, as we mentioned before. Um, however, most of the, yes. the tourism it is developed uh, and sort of in, presented as a full-on nature immersion in the green, in the forest, inland, so to speak. Um, and what what I noticed in in most recently, especially since tourism really picked up after the pandemic and we many of the, the the statistics that we've been reading are more than encouraging are really really good and we look at how operators have been wanting to to go back to business right to to get back to what they do best and they were clashing with the type of tourism uh, that was coming to the destination so they were like ready to welcome travelers from all around the world once again, and then they faced a whole different range of tourists that perhaps weren't behaving just as much as they as they were expecting. Um, is this a case of Slovenia? I mean, have you noticed a shift in the type of tourists that are coming to the destination? I must say that um, during the, the COVID uh, period, uh, pandemic time, the government uh, implemented uh, some uh, very good practices, like for, we had vouchers. And uh, Slovenian stakeholders, uh, tourism providers, uh, reacted uh, with higher prices. Uh, let me explain this. Um, uh, all the Slovenian citizens received uh, a certain amount of vouchers and they could use in our hotels and restaurants and so on. And uh, since people got those vouchers, they did not ask about the price. So uh, price uh, prices were, were quite elevated because of that. Uh, but uh, this is also the reason that now uh, Slovenia, it's not always affordable to all the, 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 the tourists. Uh, so maybe we are not facing uh, um, the problems like some other destinations are. But on the other hand, of course, also in Slovenia, we have some points of interest that uh, that are more flooded than others, and uh, we are just now developing a, a, a national information center, digital, of course. Uh, so we will be a- able to follow all these uh, t- t- uh, tourism flows 
and maybe at least a little bit to re redirect them to the other interesting points in Slovenia. Uh, so uh, we will be able to uh, implement more sustainable practice practices because if you have too many tourists, that's impossible. This happens when tourists' values are aligned with the destination values. And Slovenia puts these values way in front of every single message that gets put out, put out, whether it's on social media, on the website, on the campaign, even on the collaborations and on the associations that, that the destination carries on. You know, like obviously you align yourself with other stakeholders or other um, professionals or organizations around the world. And people are observing this system, you know, this, this approach to tourism development. So, Everybody's looking at Slovenia right now, but who is Slovenia looking up to? Okay, um, we definitely try to align uh, with uh, our neighbors like uh, Austria, Switzerland, uh, uh, Germany also, um, because we are part of this Alpine uh, region. Um, and... Um, our neighbors uh, developed some practices that we tried to follow in the past. But, you know, um, we learned that uh, copying something is not good enough. Uh, you just need to understand it. Uh, so we really started our own way. Uh, and um, it, um, it, it, was, it is very important. Values are very important for us. Since we put forward our people, our heritage, our character, we really want the guests, not tourists, guests who are coming to Slovenia to cherish this. Uh, because um, as, as when you work in, uh, in a tourism, you are exposed uh, as, as a human being. And um, of course, we want to accept uh, everyone who, is, who, come, who comes to Slovenia uh, but we also want them to accept us. We are as we are. And we also understand uh, that we need to think instead of uh, our guests. So maybe this is also our secret ing ingredient uh, because we really uh, want to, to, to the guests to feel not only welcome, but also that everything is taken care of. So they, they can be careless in Slovenia because we are also one of the safest, not only because we are one of the safest country in the world, I think we are still on the fifth place, uh, but also because uh, we think it's our business to take care of them. Imagine, for example, a guest. I love that you, you call travelers, you know, tourists to your destination, you call them your guests, which is the essence uh, the primal essence of, of hospitality, right? So you, they are guests in your home and therefore, you know, you're looking after them. And when I look at the way today technology is merging and is somehow enhancing the hospitality world, I, I can't help but thinking that a person that comes to a hotel or, you know, visits a landmarks or goes outside seeing um, will not go home and complain. And perhaps, you know, the hotel has an app or a, a booking online booking system or something like that. That person will not go home complaining that 
the app wasn't working at the hotel. But the person will go home complaining if that person had a bad service. The today's approach to technology when it comes to tourism and hospitality is is going is going to grow and is going beyond what the world of hospitality as we know it used to be. So that's why I'm thinking if someone would go back home and tell their friends and family members how the holiday was, that person wouldn't go out and, and describe, oh, you know, I was at a hotel and the app wasn't working. But he would say, um, yes, I was at the hotel and the receptionist was terrible, for example. And they will remember the human experience of it. How are you embracing across the destination? How are you embracing technology within the hospitality world and within the tourism, um, the tourism organizations that are currently operating in Slovenia? We have to use technology. We have to use the digitalization. We have to use automatization. And uh, it makes perfect sense to some point. Not in all the aspects, I think still people need to do some um, processes, but of course, we should use the, the technology to help us. And we will have to use it because, uh, um, you know, statistic is not in our favor right now. Uh, tourism sector uh, employs uh, right now, I, I think about 6% of active Slovenian manpower. The, the, those numbers are quite the same that we had before the pandemic. On the other hand, uh, we have also 60% um, people, uh, 60% more uh, accommodate, uh, uh, accommodations in Slovenia after COVID. Uh, because from other uh, economy sector, people invested now uh, in the tourism because they see the future in it. Uh, but of course, for all those processes, you need manpower. So we will not be able to provide it uh, in Slovenia, also not in wide wider Balkan region because uh, they're skipping Slovenia. Uh, they want to go. They all want to go to Italy, to Switzerland, to Austria, Germany, and so on. So we have to find the way through digitalization, through automatization. Uh, so technology is important. But the most important thing that people remember when uh, we go somewhere is how we feel around the people we visit. So uh, this is why, especially for me, uh, it's very important that we invest in people who work in tourism and in human capital that we have in our country. And you mentioned before the Slovenian mindset. Tell me a little bit more about that. What do you think, where do you see challenges today when, you know, when you look at the tourism development of the country in relation to the local mindset? You have always different phases in development of tourism on some destinations. Um, though Slovenia is uh, a very small country, on the other hand, we have uh, different uh, frequencies of uh, tourism development. We have some parts that are very already very, very developed and uh, um, have uh, very uh, strong uh, um, uh, impact of tourism, uh, other parts are still developing and trying to catch up. 
uh, in the parts of Slovenia who are trying to catch up, uh, there are still uh, local people who are very um, keen of tourism. They they love it. They embrace it. They want to help uh, and so on. On the other hand, we already have some destinations that uh, we face over tourism. Um, so, um, if I would say uh, horizontally to over, all over Slovenia, I think that people can uh, see the important impact of tourism. Uh, but I think that uh, the most important uh, mission that we have now in the on the political side, on the governmental side, on the governance side, uh, that we provide uh, such kind of tourism that uh, also uh, our citizen will be able to align with. So they, that they will recognize all the good impacts that tourism brings and that, that, that they will be able to confront also all the challenges that tourism brings along. Good challenges, I hope. Something that would encourage them to to push forward to improve to open their to open their horizon and and to deliver something truly truly magnificent and i know slovenia has from a, from a natural asset point of view you are so gifted and uh, the key is now to bring on board the entire tourism organizations ecosystem and all the all the stakeholders that play a role within you know the one the the one scope of delivering upon that promise that has been made and that has been communicated uh, worldwide i'm i'm just curious to as i always see a tourism destination from a traveler perspective and as i travel a lot i am a traveler first i love to experience firsthand what is happening you know on the ground like for example when i was down in greece or in montenegro uh, in spain most recently and i get to see what the tourism operator do and how do they actually interact you know because if you're in a hotel you get the training you get the hotel culture and and you're constantly coached to to deliver a certain standard but if you are a a hotel, like for example if you're a restaurant owner along the beach somewhere in down in the south of Spain for example there is no one to check what kind of standards of, of hospitality you're delivering right so we're we're really putting a lot of trust in the local operators hoping that they are delivering upon the promise that we are you know going out and about and and communicating around the world when we last met, we spoke about setting the standards uh, for the hospitality and tourism and travel operators delivering uh, across the destination. Not just setting the standards, but also having a, a process of auditing these standards and actually going out and check that they are actually, that they are doing that they're doing a good job and they're not actually mm -hmm. scaring the tourists away. Um, would you tell me a little bit about, about those standards and, and what are the auditing processes in place in Slovenia? When we started to implement this green scheme of Slovenian tourism, of course, we started with many workshops for stakeholders, for different levels of uh, stakeholders. 
because uh, we knew that we really need to communicate this very thoroughly, otherwise uh, stakeholders just won't uh, follow. Um, on the other hand, uh, of course, we implemented international standard, standards for destinations, for uh, restaurants, for hotels, uh, for travel agencies, for events, for everything. So um, then, uh, of course, then, then K, they, uh, they can uh, uh, apply for this um, one of those um, uh, nominations um, and uh, even receive it very fast. But um, of course, uh, the devil hides always in the small details. Um, later on in three years, they uh, have to report the, the, the progress and what uh, they uh, achieved. Uh, so uh, it's quite um, difficult uh, for them to follow all this, but uh, it's no other way to be done. That's the only way to, to achieve excellence, to actually be able yes. to to measure if you don't measure how do you know you are improving how do you know that you need more and what do you need to get better and to achieve yes. the targets mm -hmm. that have been set for you um, and also to take personal responsibility right because you empower them to to prove to themselves first that they can excel that they can really truly deliver the most authentic hospitality uh, across the destination and then to be proud of it. When local operators grow fond of their own achievement and, and the work that they're putting out, they just get better and better because it's it something kicks in whereby they become personally involved in and it, 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 it becomes personal, exactly. And I think I've seen it mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in many places where the... Perhaps it wasn't about the government and it wasn't about the marketing global campaign strategies around the world. They just owned their game. They just knew what was right to do, what it meant to to welcome travelers from around the world. They didn't make any distinction. They didn't make any preferences. Everybody was equal and everybody was equally welcomed, which I think is the case uh, when it, when we look at, you know, a tourism that is more inclusive, that is more responsible, not just for the environment, but also for the people as we are, you know, people delivering for other people. And uh, I see a lot of that in the strategies of Slovenia. So I'm, I'm really happy we had this conversation today on the podcast and that our podcast listeners had a chance to learn a little bit about what's happening behind the scenes and, and who is actually hard at work to implement all this beautiful, you know, it, it's a message out there, but that's a lot of work that happens behind the scene to make sure that the work is done and uh, the message that is, you know, delivered is actually uh, executed properly. So thank you so much for taking the time for joining me today. Uh, meanwhile, the contact details of the Slovenia Tourist Board, if the, for those who want to learn more about the destination, will be in the show notes. And uh, for those stakeholders who want to perhaps have a conversation with you and, and with your team at the ministry and uh, and perhaps open, open up a window of collaboration and opportunities, uh, also feel free to to get in touch with, through the contact details that will be on the that will be placed 
in the show notes. Thank you, Drubavka, for joining me today on the podcast. It's been lovely to having you here and to have this conversation. I hope it's not the last. And uh, I wish you all the best for, for the work ahead. Thank you for inviting me in your podcast. And uh, I'm very grateful for this uh, opportunity. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me today. Slovenia has had a lot to learn. And boy, they fast-tracked everyone else in Europe. Well done, Slovenia. More on the show notes. And don't forget to share this episode on your social media channels if you loved it. Or send me your review or feedback because I love hear from you. So speak soon again. Meanwhile, be well and keep traveling.